Hey guys, it's Tomi Adeshino here again, and you're welcome to another episode of Letters and Portraits. Today, we'll be looking at identity issues through the lens of a story character, but before we delve into it, please hit the subscribe button, share this podcast with someone, and always remember that Jesus loves you, and I'm here if you want to chat about it. So, let's delve into the story. It's my version of an interesting relationship between two brothers and their father, our focus is on the older son, but before we get to him, I'll do a quick recap that gives us like an idea of the backstory. It goes like this. A young man walks up to his rich father and is like, Hey dad, give me a share of the estate, I want to leave full stop. Now I find this pretty weird, because the father is still alive and bro, why do you want his money when he's not dead? Okay, very possible this boy was a trust fund baby and he just felt like, yeah, I want the money and I need it like now, now, so yeah, you have to give it to me. So, comes to the other thing I find super weird, is the fact that he's very entitled. It's his father's money, not his money. And, you know, work for your money, young man. But then again, let's think about it. That's what it is to be a child, isn't it? You can always ask your father for things, especially if you have a rich father. Anyway, his father divides up the estates, and this boy goes off into la-la-la land and spends the money lavishly until he is dead broke, like proper broke. And all the fake friends he's had who have parted with him run off because they were only with him for the good times. Does that sound familiar? Naturally, this boy decides that, okay, I need to find a job because this stomach would not feed itself. So my bro goes off looking for jobs. And you know how that can be when you probably have little skills. And in this guy's case, I imagine he did have little skills. Can't find anything. The streets are tough and very rough out there. So he eventually settles for a job on a pig farm. Yes, pig farm. Now he starts working on this pig farm, probably gets very tiny wages. He's still super hungry. And this boy starts to long for pig food. Hmm. Now, this one is a bit weird to me because... I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how bad things can get, but for me to long for my dog's food, ah, guy, that's a no-no. But it also tells you that this guy had it like pretty bad, like real bad. So what does he do? He comes to his senses. He's like, ah, how could I have left my father's house? How could I have upset my dad this much? Made my father sad. I've done bad, right? I've been so bad. I need to go back home. I need to beg my father for forgiveness. And I need to ask him, you know, if he would just make me his servant. Because I'm not, like, worthy to even be his son. And the reason why he probably wants to be a servant is he probably talked about the incident of wanting pig food and the fact that his father's servants were having, like, roasted chicken for dinner. And he was like, nope, not anymore. So what does my guy do? He goes back home. And there is his father, standing on the front porch, arms open wide run into his son and they have like this beautiful reunion together father and son and the father is just so happy to see his son and then the boy goes oh dad i'm super sorry please just make me your servant i don't want to be your son and the boy is really genuine about this but the father says no a son is a son so this father tells everyone that his son is back home and he wants to throw a party for him there's going to be a fist so there's music there's dancing and all sorts going on in the house when the main character of this story the older son arrives now older son older son had been walking in the field don't forget this is the good son in the family he's still in the land he's a dutiful and hard-working child so he's probably coming back from you know the farm thinking oh yeah i'm just gonna go in grab a quick lunch head back to the farm 
pack up this, pack up that before the day is done. When he hears music like, dum, 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 that's my failed attempt at beatboxing. I will never do that again. I'm sorry, guys. So he hears this music and he's like, what is going on in the house? He sees the servants, probably someone walking, carrying a crate of drinks. And he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? Ah, someone goes, ha, hmm. your younger brother is Baku. And your father has killed the biggest cow in the house for him because he's returned safe and sound. And older brother goes like, what? He's angry. The question is why? This older son has seen the father cry when the younger boy went off. This crazy brother ran off. He's seen his father just sit on the front porch, probably just asking himself questions like, what did I do to deserve this treatment from this boy? Why wouldn't this boy stay with me? Why wouldn't he stay in my protection, in my love, with all the things I can give him? Why did this guy have to do this? And now, this older son is like, so that same son that stressed you like that is back in your train party? Nah, I'm not going into that house. In fact, I don't want to have anything to do with this family anymore. So, the father comes outside because his head that his older son is not going to come into the party. And it's like, oh, of course, you have to come in. Your brother is back. Why don't we go into the house? And the older son is like, no, why should I come in? There is no reason for me to come in. And then he makes three allegations, which makes the crux of this story. The first one is, he says to his father, I've been slaving for you all these years and never disobeyed your orders that's the first allegation second one he says yet you've never given me anything not even a little goat so i can celebrate with my friends and finally the guy goes now when this son of yours who squandered your money returns what do you do this son of yours that made you have sleepless nights return what do you do sir the true party you even had, ah, dad, you killed the biggest cow, the one I've been eyeing for my wedding. Ah, why should I come inside? Tell me why I should join this party, sir. Why should I join this party? Of course, this older son is livid. Now, this is what particularly strikes me in the story. I don't think this older son knew he was a son. Walk with me. I think he had a real identity problem. He accused his father of never giving him anything. But the real question here is, did he ask? I know it might make some, you know, thought like, mm, why should he ask? We should just probably take it. Because there are some things that if you speak to your father about it, like if you want something, you should be able to say, dad, I want this. And your father can assess the situation and be like, oh, do you need this or do you want this? But this guy probably never asked his father. He just probably just went on, you know, doing deeds, hoping his father would recognize it, which in some sense, I think it also makes sense. But then this is the statement. He says he's been slaving for his father, slaving. And in my opinion, that sounds like someone who had hoped to end his father's love through his works. Again, does this sound familiar? Does this sound like us when we think we can like earn salvation by doing things? Of course, there are things to be done in the kingdom of God. Don't get me to like, don't even get this twisted at all. Don't get me wrong. But if your idea of doing things is to get things from God, then are you really doing it as a son or a paid staff? You see, the thing with sonship is that it comes with responsibilities. 
And these things that the older son did are things you should naturally do out of love. And in this case, if you're doing it for your parents, for example, like a normal child, you do it for your parents out of love. And in the case of our story, for God, you do it from a place of love too. But this older son was entitled. He was self-righteous. He thought he should be able to end these things because of what he's done. He weighed his good deeds and felt like they deserved some form of compensation. And cue the word he used for his brother. I said, this son of yours, he wouldn't even say brother. I imagine he was resentful towards him. And I cannot blame that guy because that younger brother was a handful. But when we look at all the anger that the older son had, it was simply because he did not understand or recognize his place. He was lost on what his identity actually was. But see what his father said to him. All the allegations he brought towards his father, everything he said, the father simply said, all I have is yours. And what that tells you is, as a son, he should have known that his father was so loving and so merciful that he was able to forgive his younger brother. And if his father was that type of man, he'd give him anything if he just asked. You see, he didn't need to sleep for those things that he was, you know, going out for and trying to earn from his father. And I think that's where the younger son knew the father better. He knew the father was full of love. And that if he went to the father and said, please just make me a servant, right? The father would say yes. But the father extended it and made him a son. That's how God is. He's full of love. You don't have to spend your days trying to end that love. He freely gave it when he sent Jesus to die for us. And I know it may not make a lot of sense. And that's why we sometimes try to end this by giving something back. And yes, it's true. You will give something back. But it's simply your heart. If you love him and with the correct understanding of your love, it compels you to serve. Service is done out of love. And I hope this short story has spoken to you in one way or another. And if you would like to read the full story, it's found in the book of Luke chapter 15 from 11 to 31. God bless you.